0: Hey guys, this, this is John in Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Gistics podcast. So I feel like we were just here because we had our live stream yesterday. I touched it within the first. We both yeah. did.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Patrick's always honest. He's like, "Do not touch the microphone at least for the first minute or so," and we immediately both <laughs> grab it. So we're we're not we're not good. Um, but we just had our live stream yesterday. Uh, I went back and watched some of it for just a, a few things. Um, and man, you could really hear bear whining.
2: <laughs> my wife was complaining because she was, uh, she had my daughter doing her afternoon nap and she's watching the live stream and it's on her phone and, she, and like she kept, she has the, like our baby monitor playing on her phone. And she had that playing on her phone. And so she keeps hearing this whining and she's oh. like, she's like, Oh, that's Gemma. And she has to like check. And then she's like, no, that was just bear. And, but she did it multiple times. Yeah. And bear sounded
0: just like a whining baby. Yeah. That's, that's correct. It was just funny. Cause a minute before your mom came and got her, she settled down right behind uh-huh. you and was getting ready to go to sleep, but she was a good girl. So that was, that was fun. I was happy to get to do that. Um, but yeah, here we are right back in, in these same chairs, ready to go again. As you'll probably notice, we don't have any food, no food item today. Cause we didn't have a, a ton of time to really prepare for this. Luckily we're going to need all that time.
2: I have food. What do you mean? I can go get some if you want. What I just is it? remembered it because Tex just posted his meat matters for the week on meat. Gistics. Yeah. And one of them was a recall. Yeah. It better not
0: be your Vienna sauce. And I
2: have Vienna sauce. Do not eat those oh they're probably fine it
0: is your brand too the picture that they showed looked exactly like the can you had you eat i just ate two cans yesterday or no day before Uh, so you should you would have had some problem by now yeah well maybe not we'll see what happens with you. i don't know i didn't see what's the what's the recall for i didn't even oh i think it's something with packaging anyways or is it Listeria? We're going to find out, because okay. it's in our, okay. it's in our meat matter stuff, which is Austin has already noted is a ridiculously long list today.
2: It's insane. I have uh, I use Edge, and on, this, on Edge, you can make your tabs show up on like the left side instead of the top. It's how I normally show them, and that we fill up like two-thirds of my page with yeah. links. This time I have to scroll. It's like twice as much as we normally.: There's have. a lot of them.
0: Um, you know you can put your whole task bar. Over on the side, right? No, I don't like that. Okay. I'm just saying. You, yeah. You have all of those over there. That's, Why what, we,
2: that's what weird people do. Yeah,
0: no, that's fair. I don't do it anymore, but.
2: Weird people also have their taskbar automatically hide. There's a number of people around here that do that. And I, I think people are weird. Yeah, when they I don't do like weird that. Stuff like so you that.
0: have to hover down there to get it to pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's not but good.
2: Your vertical screen space is more precious than
0: your left to right. Yes, I agree so. with that. Definitely agree with that. Okay. All right. So a couple of things. Um, One real quick. What do you think the tallest cow of all time was? Mm -hmm. No, the tallest real
2: cow. (laughs) Trying to think how to respond to this because i saw i saw the the story you posted on that did so you actually I, look at so it so i know that it's recent but i'm trying to think like could there have been i don't know three or four thousand years ago could there have been like
0: uh no 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 this freak. is like this is the it's not like some extinct <laughs> brand of cow
2: yeah i don't know the picture makes this thing looks look, look stinking ginormous. Though.
0: I mean, it is ginormous.
2: The thing looks like it's like eight feet tall.
0: It's not eight feet tall. I mean, look at it.
2: Be maybe, reasonable. May, well, maybe the ladies, the lady
0: doesn't even hardly come up to the nose. So I looked at a lot of these and often they'll put a kid next to it. <laughs> and that, I mean, come on now. That's absolutely ridiculous. So take some guesses. Yeah.
2: If she's short, it's go not ahead and guess, feet. uh, probably like six and
1: a half feet then
0: all right so six feet two inches that's still crazy that's still crazy that's tall not, cow
1: that's not the information i've received what do you see Six seven. Oh, maybe it's been updated tallest living steer see, that's a, a steer oh sorry i just i typed in biggest cow of cow. all time oh so excuse me sorry he, he's like technically the producer of a i'll go back podcast. i'll go back to bing sorry
2: well, wouldn't I? Don't know. It depends on who you are and what your terminology is. Is isn't a steer still a cow? I don't think. I think they're. Uh, it's just a male cow.
0: Yeah, but are you gonna? Do you call a bull a cow? I mean, technically it is, but you don't call it that. Now I got it. I got no, no. Let's not get tied up in this. Six foot two cow is ridiculously tall. I mean, that I would be looking up at that significantly. I could almost walk under that thing. I could probably walk under its head. That's intimidating. I'm not intimidated by cows, but that one would freak me out.
2: Okay. So a female cow is called a heifer. If she has not had a calf yet, once she has had a calf, she is called a cow. So then based upon that definition, I'm assuming then that, yeah, people are probably going to actually leave the distinction of bull, steer, Mm -hmm. heifer, cow. Yes.
0: So cow is a,
2: what do you call all of them together? There still has to be something you'd call them all together. And I'd say it'd be cow. Cattle. Cattle. Okay. Uh,
0: isn't your brother-in-law like a cowboy? Yeah. We've had him on. Don't you think you should be a little bit more familiar with this? Probably.
1: <laughs> I, had a, right. I had a obese teacher. His last name was Heifer. <laughs> I, 100%. <laughs> True story. Band, too. Band teacher. So it's not even like... Matt, like you don't respect it as much as like a science teacher or something like <laughs>
0: that. was a great comment. Um, all right, just because as I was looking up this, this came up as well. Guess how many, ca- the world record for cows killed in a single strike of lightning is. What?
1: <laughs> what? 26.
0: <laughs> he goes 26? What do you say?
2: Oh my goodness, when, when it's storming, uh-huh. cow, like they huddle close. And if they're touching, it will spread.
0: Right. So I'm going to say like 80. And it's 67. Dang. 67 cows killed with a single strike of lightning. Now, the real question is, is that could you go out there and immediately start eating that meat? Because it's been cooked.
2: No. No, it's not cooked. Uh, people do you know li- how hot live
1: a bolt of lightning One is? of them might be cooked, for sure. <laughs> the one it hit first? Yeah.
2: People live through lightning strikes. Like, so you don't you don't just become cooked. I like, like yes, it's a lot of heat, but it's a very instantaneous and and done.
0: Next time we have uh, a lightning storm here, we need to put a stake on <laughs> a pole and get it up on the roof and attach see what happens.
2: A, attach a key to it and fly it on a kite.
0: Fly it on a kite. It. We could try f- have to be a pretty big kite to get a stake up there, though.
2: We could... Do it with a drone. It
1: would probably just explode, actually. The steak? Yeah. I don't we think should so. just. I sh- bet you it would. We should try to be the first people to fly a piece of steak to, the, <laughs> to space or something, you know? Let's, just put it
0: on a weather balloon and watch it go up.
1: Yeah, we'll get a go. We have a GoPro. I, I mean, we're, we're not using it appropriately, it sounds like. Just let it. We would never get it back, though. Sure, you would. You'd have. Uh, tracking on it. I've There's a video I've seen people do this before. It'll eventually pop and come back down to Earth. Okay. And it just keeps... I mean, now how high up matters, of course, because then that's dis- further distance from you. But they tracked it down and it was only uh, God, I want to say 20 to 60 miles away from where they were. That's pretty far. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. My car is not going to make it there. <laughs> 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 it drives a very, very
0: short distance every day. All right. So Yesterday we had the live stream. I have probably for the first time ever, I have everything done except for one person who hasn't responded on what seasoning they want and sent out so much easier doing it with like coupons and gift cards, things like that. But one of the people who responded to me was talking about my comment with a yellow bellied quail the other day Um, and he wanted to share or he shared a story with me and I'm going to leave his name out of it, but I'm going to read it. So quick story about the yellow breasted quail that you mentioned yesterday. When I was six years old, I was upset that my brothers got to go hunting with my dad and I didn't. So my mom walked down the road with me and my 4'10 so I could shoot a dove. We saw one not far from my grandparents' house, so she told me to shoot it. Unbeknownst to me, the particular dove was a yellow breasted dove <laughs> and I hit it. The big problem is that this is Nebraska state bird. Whoops. Whoops. In my defense, I was only six, and I was told to shoot it. That was the last time I listened to my mom about bird hunting. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't the meadowlark also the Kansas state bird? Yeah. How many states have the meadowlark as the state bird? About to find out. It's got to be specific
2: Six states, Montana, what? Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oregon, and Wyoming. The,
0: the western meadowlark. Mm. Hey, we,
1: let's,
0: let's That's stupid. We should change ours. What should it be? The meadowlark is then the basic choice for state bird. Now, ours should be, well, shouldn't be the pheasant. The quail now, maybe?
2: No. A uh, dove? You, well, dove uh, is stupid. It's peace. We're not big enough in pheasant or quail. There's other states that are bigger than both by far. But we're far.
0: bigger for quail than we are pheasant. Oh, my God. you
1: even there. know how we even got to that? In 1925, they just did a statewide election involving school children to choose a oh, state bird. Are you children. They won, it won with 125,000 votes. You, the Bob White and Northern Cardinal took second and third, respectively. I don't even know what the Bob White is. The,
0: I bet you they're way better. Probably. They're at least more unique.
1: I, I don't think
2: it's a state bird anywhere. But it's the national bird. We should just claim that in Kansas, we're more American than everybody else
0: take and the take eagle. the bald eagle. They, we have them here. Yeah. Might as well. All right. We'll get those idiot school children to revote. Bob White like Quail. Oh, I got a question for you. Um, how did the KU Kansas State game go last night? Did you guys win?
2: You really?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you not win? He would have brought it.
0: No. Up. That seems weird. The, this, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, here, here's the thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to piece this together in the nicest way possible, um, without offending too many of our listeners. Um I absolutely hate KU. We we know this. And you just lost it like <laughs> how how that the, the the whole thing last night just just it just pushes my hatred more. But it was it was it was just A crap game from every angle like one we played horrible we shot 26% in the second half you you can't win a game doing that it was it was unbelievably awful but for as as horrible as we played we've had one other game this year that we played similar to that and we lost and if if that's how bad we play and we're still in games we were we were we were within five in the second half and should have still picked it up from there and didn't because you can't Win when, when you shoot 26%. But uh, what drives me absolutely nuts about KU is they're they're like mugging guys and there's no call. to so refs. And no, I'm not blaming it on the refs because we shot so horribly. If we would have shot at 40, 45%, we would have won the game. Um, and so it's not the refs' fault, but it's how it it's, it's how it happens. I hate Big 12 refs. They suck. There's been a lot of talk. I listen to a lot of Big Twelve yep. podcasts, been a lot of talk about how bad the refs are in general, not two or four, one specific team. Um, But last night was horrible. They, they, they were never, never consistent to either team on their calls. The guys would get mugged and there'd be no, no call. And then like some guy would get touched and there'd be a foul. And the biggest thing I have an issue with KU is anytime they'd have a foul, like there'd be like a player, like throwing his hands up, like what, what it's like, dude, you, you are, you've uh, gotten away with so much trash. Just, take it and go on with it yeah it's probably
0: but. has something to do with the type of kid that they uh, go after yeah. they've been told that they're perfect their whole basketball career
1: so yeah what do you think would taste better a wildcat or a Jayhawk
0: and a what, what
1: what seasoning would you put on it you probably wouldn't get a lot of meat off of a Jayhawk no
0: yeah. try not to be very tasty um, what seasoning would I use on it that's an interesting question <laughs> What did we use on the mountain line? I think we used pause Black Bull and Wild Game Rub.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Probably do the same.
2: Probably no. that because we've done yeah we've done that with other wild game stuff and that's it's hard to beat. Yeah, I, it's good.
0: I mean, what is a wildcat?
2: It's a wild cat. It could be a mountain lion. It could be a bobcat.
0: So it's anything. I
2: assume so. I don't think there is just a wildcat.
0: Yeah, Yeah. right. It's like, oh, you see, I've seen this cat out by my neighborhood all the time. It must be a wild cat. I
2: think thinking of,
0: I was thinking Bobcat when you said that though, by the way. Okay, whatever. Go ahead.
1: Bobcat, (laughs) dude. That's my favorite video of all time.
2: When, when you bring up Jayhawk it made me, made me think of something. My, my favorite slam right now against KU and the Jayhawks. Um, My son doesn't, didn't understand who it was at one point. This was like, I think last year during basketball season. And he was like talking about who we were playing and he's like, those are the parrots. (laughs) (laughs) And so from now on I refer to him as the parrots parrots. and it's, it's, it's awesome. They're not Jayhawks. It's the KU parrots. All
0: right. We've got another uh, new processing plant It is now open at South Canadian meats, custom processing in Thomas, Oklahoma. Super interesting name. Um, I find it kind of interesting because being from upstate New York, often city, Folk would be like, oh, you're South Canadian. Chris Brashears loves making that joke. It's (laughs) not funny at all, but whatever. Um, But Rick Payne, uh, Kevin Gore, and Chet Pervin are the three owners. So South Canadian Meats is a USDA-inspected beef processing facility. They offer custom cuts, holes, halves, and quarters, as well as high-quality retail cuts. Um, They also have dates available for custom processing, and they have their price... List actually on their website which i found super helpful to look at um from them they say we love our customers so feel free to visit during normal business hours in thomas oklahoma now that is a chunky cow look at the size of its legs i mean those are straight down that has no ankles it's got like
2: fat rolls on its neck like not like the normal part where its neck is kind of
0: no, it's on the side It's on of the, the neck. sides yeah. and top of its <laughs> you know? neck, it looks like. That's that's a yeah. that thing is a unit. Absolute unit. Okay. Um, kind of meat matters, but not necessarily meat matters. Uh, this is from BBC News. It's how to add sizzle to meat-free products. Uh, from the article, it says one person who is ev- evangelical about better fat is Max Chamilli, co-founder of London-based Hoxton Farms. All the taste, the sizzle, the brownie, it comes from fat, he enthuses. Hoxton Farms is making animal fat without the animal. Just eat animals. I don't understand why we're going. So now we're making fake meat, fake fat, and we're going to put the fake fat in the fake meat. When all of this already exists in the animal.
2: I'm gonna have to pick the order that we go through news stories from now on, so we don't start out with one that gets you heated right off heated. the bat. It's
0: just I find it annoying. If you want, there's news stories coming up that are going to get me a lot more going than that. But I, I just don't understand. We're reaching a point of peak stupidity. It is almost idiocracy. Like have you seen? I can't tell this story, <laughs> but it's basically idiocracy. Somebody's gonna be. Unfrozen from a hundred years ago and they're going to, you're doing what? No, no, yeah. no. Just go eat those animals right there. Yeah. You don't have to do all of this. It, the,
2: the good thing is that stuff like this, it keeps coming out and they're trying different things. And I mean, it, at least the, the market is showing right now that it's not going to work. Yeah. I don't know if you have it in your list or not, but Tex has one about impossible foods uh, laying off 20% of its workforce. So... Hello, that's a pretty good indicator that something's not working right. Some some of it they probably will attribute to all like all the tech companies that mm-hmm. are laying people off and oh we just hired too much over COVID and blah blah blah. But um, it's we we've looked at what what sales are year over year and, and what the market is trending and then you see companies like that laying off a bunch of people. I mean it just shows that there's not a there's not a demand out there for it. No, they there, hide- there is some demand, but not enough
0: they hired as if they were going to achieve their 15 percent market share and they're i think still at less than one yeah so and they're not say whatever you want maybe it'll change with the culture-based steak but with the current product they have they're not breaking into the market any more than this
2: yeah i don't i don't think the fake meat will ever get up to a 15 percent. it i don't think it'll go away i mean there will there will always be a market for some level of it, but maxing out at a couple percentage points. Yeah. I think the bigger chance is the like non-fake, fake meat, um, lab grown yeah, stuff. That's like what that. I was saying about it. Yeah, yeah, cell
0: yeah. based. Yep. All right. So moving on to actual meat matters. 63 products in massive recall affects 2.5 million pounds of canned meat and poultry products.
2: Barbecue flavor really good, too. This... is what the picture is on here. It's
0: right at Austin because the main picture on this is Vienna sausages. Right before the podcast, since we didn't have a meat product, Austin offered to go get his Vienna sausages out of his office, and he was fully prepared to eat oh, them.
2: We're we're good. We're good. Uh, it says produced between December 12th and January 13th. Um, I haven't bought any Vienna sausages for... Two three months? Cause you buy in bulk? I, yeah, I buy like two three dozen at a time, <laughs> and just keep them in my drawer. And I'm I'm down. I think I'm down to one can, so I need to buy more. But good timing.
0: You might have uh, some difficulty doing that. They might not be out there. We'll see. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Now this isn't meat processing related, but I had to talk about it. Great white shark <laughs> decapitates Mexican diver. So this guy. It was a 19-foot-long great white shark. This guy was diving for uh, some, mu- some sort of muscle, I believe, where the great white attacked him as he was going down. Bit his head off. One of his friends, and it, there might be a language barrier here, but he said, impressively, the shark bit <laughs> off his head.
2: I, that was the first thing I keyed <laughs> on, and I was going to talk about that, too, because it, shouldn't it be tragically? Right
1: like he's like damn that was wild yeah (laughs) if he he had to go i just
0: wish i had gotten it on gopro like he's like oh whoa like if you got (laughs) if a bear came running in here and tore your head off impressive i would go impressively (laughs) and swiped his head off with one swipe man also i've got to see cocaine bear have you seen the previews for that yet no (laughs) so it's a true story black bear in like i think it was in the 80s uh they were dumping cocaine out of a plane, packages of it, and a black bear ate an entire thing. <laughs> and it died, but the, the joke was for, you know, that 30 minutes or whatever, it was the most dangerous apex predator ever <laughs> known to man. So they made an entire movie out of this. And that's amazing. It looks amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. All right. And then kind of related, a food blogger in China was fined nearly $20,000 for eating a great white shark. Or part of it, and posting it on her TikTok. I think she's a hero, and we should start a GoFundMe to pay her her fine there for her. Chinese. She's finally getting oh. some back. Like they've been eating us for years and years. Now she, someone's eating them, and we're finding her for it. Why? But is we're that? not finding her
2: now. It's Chinese, but is that, is that illegal here?
0: Uh, They're no longer endangered. I think they still are protected, though, Hmm. which is hilarious because if you, like, listen to what surfers surfers are saying, specifically in, like, California and all over Australia, they're like, hey, we used to see them, like, a couple of times a season. We're seeing them every time we go out now. Like, something needs to be done. Why would you keep going out? I have no clue. If there were no sharks, I'd surf 100%. Feels like so much fun. I've surfed behind a boat before and it's great, but I wouldn't be doing that if there was possibility of jaws underneath me. Yeah. And then I saw some lady, she's a marine biologist the other day. She was rating shark scenes based on like their, um, realism, whatever. And on jaws, one of the things she says, she's like, well, it's way too big for a great white shark. It's commonly known that the largest that a female will grow is 16 feet. I'm like, that's not true at all. Like, you're a marine biologist? I know far more about this than you do. I actually, for the first time maybe ever, I left a YouTube comment where I was like, hey, you should know that they grow, you know, whatever. All well,
1: right. well, what do they grow to? Now?
0: So the largest, like actually recorded, I think was 20.1 feet. Now there were reports of ones that are significantly larger than that, you know, you get the 26 foot, that's probably ridiculous, but like there are accurate reports of 23 feet. The problem is, as you know, it takes a while for someone to get there to officially measure them and it's a fish. And so after it's dead, it starts shrinking. So, but definitely bigger than 16 feet. All right, so U.S. beef cow herd falls to lowest level levels since 1962. The USDA says this is from the successful farming. Uh, beef cow herds lowest levels since 1962. This come. This is the outcome of the kill off from the drought and expensive feed last year, alongside, alongside, with dropping prices for ranchers and lack of labor. Uh, we're going to be dealing with some sharp beef supply declines for the next three straight years and therefore higher beef prices, said Rich Nelson, chief strategist for commodity broker Allendale. There will be no help in the coming years for the consumer.
2: It's going to be interesting. I'm nervous. Because my, my first thought in like reading this um, is about what, what's going to happen to like the small rancher out there. Since they have less cows... Are they going to be more stingy from here on, on on what they put out there, what they sell, what they uh, send for slaughter, um, do whatever, or uh, compared to what they keep for themselves to go get custom processed for themselves? Because a lot, a lot of small ranchers out there, I mean, that's, that's not only how they make a living, but it is their food source. Right. Or even though things are scarce are they going to eat less beef and sell more of their cows because it is a higher price one direction or another it could be it could make that could also make a a big difference on what the average consumer is going to see going to their local meat market or grocery store cuz you may since the population's low if more small ranchers are keeping cows for themselves it's just going to curtail what is out there available for the rest of the general population's consumption anyways.
0: I think you'll get more people doing what I'm planning on doing from here on out is buying a quarter, buying a half. Um, and especially as beef prices at the store continue to rise, that's better for the rancher. That's better for the processor. It's better for me. Cuts out the grocery store, but I don't care about them. So hopefully that's what we're going to see. So if you're somebody who just goes to the state or the store occasionally and buys a steak, yeah, you might have a harder time. You might um, have to pay a higher price. And I might have to pay a higher price, you know, for my half or whatever. But hopefully we're okay. I need to slow down on eating that quarter too, then, just in case. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be good for hunting.
2: I got, it just reminds me, I got this close to getting a, a new deep freeze to put in my basement so i could order a, a quarter or a half and then i totally forgot about it i'm gonna have to work on that tonight because especially if prices are going to keep going up and you see where things at and see what maybe we're going to be at because i need to get stocked up
0: yeah go right across the street to where we bought ours um in the sears appliance whatever oh yeah yeah we paid like I want to say like 300, 250 bucks for ours or something like that. That's nice. And then Menards has them all. So that's where we got that one.
2: How big is it compared to this one that you The had? one I got? Yeah.
0: A little over half.
2: Okay. It's a and little over half that size. You fit a quarter in there plus other stuff? Oh, buying? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, is MSG bad for you? How yes. the food flavoring became among no. the most scrutinized additives. So is that, yes, we're talking about this, like a yes out of excitement, or are you trying to claim that MSG is bad for you? I was just
2: going to see if I got a reaction oh. out of you by saying yes. No.
0: Um, <laughs> all right. So Kurt sent this one to me. Um, although the, <clears throat> excuse me, although the letter apparently turned out to be a hoax, this is a letter that was sent from supposedly a, uh, a, a nutritional doctor to, a magazine in the 70s, but the damage was done. Since MSG is largely associated with the flavors found in Asian cuisine, many Chinese restaurants have taken the brunt of the MSG-centered judgment since then. Formerly, or former, why can't I get the difference between like formal and former? So, formerly referred to as Chinese restaurant syndrome, MSG symptoms. Or MSG symptom complex refers to a collection of symptoms such as general weakness, headaches, muscle tightness, and flushing that is only a small subset of people experience after eating food that contains MSG. MG, MSG symptoms complex is said to affect about 1% of people. So I lost out on better tasting Chinese food for 1% of people. That's ridiculous. Just you, hey, guess what? You don't get to eat a Chinese food anymore. Or chinese food restaurants anymore sorry for you you one percent of people everyone else gets to continue to eat delicious general sows and orange chicken
2: if it's less than one percent the percentage of people in the u.s that have a peanut allergy is 0.6 so similar in size there but we don't cater everything to remove peanuts from everything that's we
0: remove although it's peanuts from way too many things
2: getting a lot worse yeah there's there's a much bigger push it's like um schools they won't let them bring it's a big it's a big push in schools right now which i think is silly and stupid and i feel like i can say something because my son has a peanut allergy um and i i think it i yeah there there's ways you can be cautious and and Deal with it, then just uh, more or less punish everyone It's don 't break
0: any peanuts around my kids it's like when you're,
2: when you're in the second grade and the class is noisy teacher tells you to quiet down and then there's two kids in the back that are still noisy and the teacher gets on them multiple times and then keeps the whole class in for yep. recess it's like no punish the two kids now kind of a bad example because not totally a
0: yeah, not, you
1: yeah. get it yep.
2: but concept yep. the same applying globally versus more individually. Um, I'm not a huge fan. And I like my MSG. So what yeah. can can we talk about the whole steak thing at all? And the MSG in there and
0: Patrick, that we'll release that tomorrow.
1: What's that? The steak. Yeah, it's almost done.
2: Okay. Okay. So I I don't remember if it was you or Tex, but one of you put MSG into your steak season. That's what he did. Okay, he did that. And that's I mean, that's brilliant because yeah, if, to be honest, most people, if you don't tell them, they're probably not going to know. No. And it's uh, my understanding of it. You can correct me. I didn't read the whole article, but if, if you have like a sensitivity to MSG, it's a sensitivity. It's not like an allergy. You don't go into like anaphylactic, into anaphylactic shock, shock like with no. peanuts. Um, and I think some of it is just the sheer quantity used at times. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's, yeah. Some things you eat that were just absolutely loaded with msg but use it in a reasonable
0: amount and it's not not a huge deal no it's not a big deal i mean headache the headache from it apparently is really bad Uh, people who have a sensitivity to it can give them a terrible headache and that that's unfortunate but we need to stop this ridiculous like nannying of everything to make sure nobody is ever at danger of any you know problems i don't know Okay. Um, so I'm going to try and read this in my best uh, Tucker Carlson voice, but uh, why we're paranoid about the American food supply. Also, talk about how one lady, at least, and I've seen other videos, they'll talk about this, um, but there's conspiracy on why eggs are getting more scarce. But last <laughs> spring, in March, at a press conference in Brussels... Joe Biden explained that the sanctions he was opposing against Russia, while morally necessary, were also going to cause food shortages around the world, including here in the United States. It's going to be real, he said. Anyways, that was, that was, that was pretty good. Not bad, right? It's all pacing. I can't do like the voice, but I can do the pace uh-huh. of it pretty well. Um Now, what he's talking about here is uh, Biden was talking about how they were going to try and spread the food shortages around the world. And we talked about this at that point because I said, that's not your job. Your job is to make sure that Americans have enough food, not to spread the pain, you know, try to help other areas of the world to to stop us from having that. Um, But one of the people that they talked to in the video for this uh, is a. an egg farmer from I want to say New Hampshire, somewhere up there, she started using a brand of feed for her chickens. And within like three months, she had lost 60% of her eggs because the hens were laying so much less or so many less eggs. She switched back to her old food and immediately they started just producing however many they used to. Now, I'm not conspiracy minded, but if I were, (laughs) I would say that that would be a great way to go ahead and reduce the supply of eggs. Also, you know, all the people who are dropping dead of heart attacks and having strokes. Have you seen the articles that were like, heart attacks are from eating too many eggs, experts say. Have you seen that? No. Oh, no. Those are legitimate articles.
2: Pretty sure that's been debunked multiple times. It's the
0: stupidest thing I've ever heard yeah that's crazy eating an egg is not going to make you drop dead of a heart attack eating 40 eggs is not gonna i mean even weight watchers turned an egg into a zero point food not the egg white the whole egg because it there is nothing in there that you need to be concerned about it's going to take years and years and years for that to fully penetrate the the culture because so many people are like oh no the the yolk has cholesterol that's bad for me i can't eat that i better just eat the egg white you're actually losing out in like the vast majority of nutrition in the egg when you just eat the egg white mm-hmm. it has nothing else in it really yeah it's like a bulk or a bulker basically um now on the same in the same vein uh approximately a hundred thousand hens were killed in a fire at hill and dan farms in uh borza i can't really basra whatever but it is america it's not like whatever that basra is over in the middle east um but this fire started in the middle of the night on the saturday it took 16 fire crews to put it out um and one hundred thousand that were la- hens that were laying eggs dead
2: so the egg supply will probably drop from that but are we at least going to increase the broiler chickens or rotisserie chicken available
0: <laughs> I, I if you were in the direct vicinity maybe <laughs> i don't think they're going to survive getting around to anywhere else um and then this is from newsweek america's egg shortage is about to get a whole lot worse now they say uh disruptions in the supply chain have also played a part in the current national shortage as have inflation and the increased cost of gasoline and diesel this year. But while inflation was reined in by the end of last year, it was, I didn't realize that inflation had been reined in. No. The price no. of eggs peaked in December when the average cost for a dozen eggs in the U.S. cities reached four twenty-five, dollars $1.78 more than the year before. I'd like to pay $4.25 for a dozen eggs, it's above five fifty at our grocery store. Yeah,
2: that's. I I don't remember if you and I were just talking about that. If or, we
0: like here, like in Wichita, yeah. Or, yeah, I think we're getting hit worse than other areas in the country.
2: Yeah, I just I don't know because so many times when when we hear the news stories about oh the food price is this, and I'm like, that's not accurate to what I'm seeing here, and we were like Wichita is one of the lowest cost of living areas in in the whole country. So on one hand, I'm like, it, it can't be that bad because we're, we're low. Everything here is low. It always is low, but maybe it's, maybe it is worse here because yeah, it may be low and we're catching up yeah. to some other areas. I don't know, but I just have a hard time seeing that what we're getting here is increasing like that. And you can't tell me that what's going into big cities in California isn't spiking by a whole lot way more, more. than that. I would assume and, at least. And that there's so much over there that has to overinflate the uh everything else. Right. But I
0: still but, feel like a dozen eggs is more than four twenty five at our local grocery store. I'm
2: gonna pull up Walmart right now.
0: Like our local Walmart. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I might be actually thinking of the eighteen. For
2: a dozen is five thirty four. Yeah, there you go and that's just the the regular plain jane yeah, does it the cheapest ones you get yep um so 792 for an 18 count
0: you can take your 425 and throw out that number cuz that's not accurate at all
2: well that's interesting actually that's not the cheapest it is actually cheaper right now to buy large cage free brown eggs 12 count for
0: 493 okay well that's better but that's still above 425 oh yeah so we are above the, the national average. That's interesting. Um, oh, I don't know. Well, if,
2: I would argue that that national average is, is a not line. accurate. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, when we moved down here, we were looking for a house. The agent that we had that we use that we had to use because of her, Lisa's job um, was telling us that the housing crash in Wichita wasn't as bad as it was in other areas of the country. Mm-hmm. So I wonder I wonder if there is something here that just kind of keeps it more i mean there's a lot of money in wichita there are some neighborhoods here that are just ridiculous Mm -hmm. so maybe maybe them knowing that that money is in this area gets us hit a little bit more than we would think because we don't live like that i don't know i don't know just a guess all right pentagon may have released weaponized tick that helped spread lyme disease that's great. Now, this is an old article. It's from 2019. But I saw this was on when I was on vacation. I wanted to bring it up for one specific reason. This is like about Lyme disease. And they were theorizing that they were doing this so that they could take dangerous bloodborne diseases and infect ticks with it and then drop it in, you know, behind enemy lines. Yeah. It's not really like a, uh, a truly effective way of killing your enemy. But the panic and uh, psychological damage that something like that would cause would be what was useful for it. They've been trying to get everyone to eat less meat for years and years and years. All of a sudden, the alpha gal just shows up in this one specific type of tick <laughs> and starts spreading. I mean, that's not too big a jump to just say, "Hey, scary." Right? Say that. Nope. Yeah. So that's my guess. All right. Impossible Foods CEO Peter McGinnis has beef with the media. Now, this was from last week. This was in response to one of the articles that we talked about the week before. Um, So this is him saying this. In the beginning, cars were a fad and horses were going to stay. Electric cars were a fad. I just don't like the implication, nor do I think it's accurate. Now, there's a huge difference here in his comparison of, uh, cars and horses and electric cars. It's that cars are faster and better than horses. Your product is significantly worse, objectively worse than regular meat. It's inferior and it costs more. Yes. It offers no advantage. In fact, you're trying to take us back the other way. Also, I object to your His use of electric cars, because while effective over short ranges and stuff, the environmental impact, (laughs) we're going to look back at this sometime or someday and be like, they really thought electric cars were the answer. Like the environmental environmental impact of creating those cars is staggering and everybody just wants to ignore it. And then they think that like just the electricity is free. Most of the electricity that you're going to get to charge your car is from a coal plant. So, none of this makes any sense.
2: It's all perception. It's what makes you feel good.
0: <sighs> We're going to fall as a society.
2: I, I, and to me, also, I think that applies with some of the the impossible foods, beyond beef, the, all the fake meat stuff. It's a, it's a perception thing.
0: It, so, the same type of person who's susceptible to being like oh i want an electric car cuz it's good for the environment is the same type of person who's like oh i should eat this cuz it's better for the environment no absolutely okay it's, i it's, don't think i'd ever really put like that together in my mind i
2: mean it's a it's a it's just a marketing perception how people view something because it's it's not yeah things like that there's a lot of things out there that're like that that what what the appearance is given from a company who is trying to make money as to what a product does. It's, it's just to get you to buy their product. It's not necess- They're not, they're not there as uh, know, the oh, school think, principal to make sure that everything's done right. And uh, an authority figure that's like, this is what's correct. They're they there's someone that's there to make money. And no, sell I think some of them
0: are. Are you familiar with the term impact investing? Mm-hmm. There are people now who are, investing knowing that they won't make money they are investing because they think that their money that they give to this organization or you know invest in this or- organization will have an impact on the country
2: yeah i i never heard it like used like that before but i'd say that's extremely extremely common and lots and millions of people do that yeah. it's called uh, donations to 501c3s, right. donating to your church, donating to an organization that's going to benefit general humanity. And but this is people actually overall.
0: investing but, in companies that are doing this. It's tied into ESG.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, all right, Look at this. I don't know if you saw this one yet. Oop. Darn it. It went away. You saw it for a second though, right? That's creepy. What is that? So that is... A fresh cut of meat that uh, a butcher took a video of as they're holding it and they just added salt on it. It looks like the meat is like bubbling. Uh-huh. I think, look at the hand though. Watch the hand when it really starts bubbling. Did it again. I think this person's squeezing down on it to like help kind of extrude or extrude air
2: through it. Oh yeah, they definitely are squeezing.
0: So I think that that's it's part of air. it. But it is a, a a somewhat rare occurring, but can happen when salt is added to extremely fresh meat.
2: That's just really creepy.
0: I'll post the the video in yeah. the meat thing because you ha- you got to see that to understand what we're talking about. The, it looks like the meat is bubbling.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like the like the muscle fibers are actually still alive. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. If you're just listening to the podcast, go over to uh the com website and look for the podcast section you've gotta watch that video
0: um but the like all the comments on it were like oh now i'm a vegetarian for life blah 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 do they not think we know what meat is like i want to eat that meat more because it looks like it was super fresh like ooh <laughs> that meat was just killed let me eat it all right now this one the From time to time, it's a very good idea to be reminded that meat processing equipment can be incredibly dangerous, and you should never stick your arm into anything. I don't care what we're talking about if it's not unplugged from the wall. No power running to it at all. Because for three hours, Shiloh Binder's arm was stuck in a meat grinder. He emerged stronger than ever, but not in that hand. Yeah, that, that's the the comment. Is he emerged stronger than ever? The but not in that hand was from me. Um, so don't I wouldn't read too much of this article unless you want to feel slightly ill. Um,
2: he was trying to remove something that was gumming
0: up the blades, and he was just about oh to go goodness. unplug it when it turned on and trapped his hand in there. He was then stuck for three hours. Oh man! Said initially he didn't feel any pain. Of course not, because your body's pumping you full of chemicals like, hey, hey, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going (laughs) to (laughs) die. Mr. Claw. Was it Mr. Claw? Dr. Claw? Dr. Claw, probably. But yeah, especially, I mean, you can't really fit your hand down the throat of most retail grinders, but never reach down there for anything. If you have the tenderizer unit never ever ever stick your hand down in there cuz i will tell you once those blades grab it it's going you're not stopping it it's going to pull you pull your hand right down into it
2: there's a reason why our number 12 number 22 number 32 they have the same size opening going down into the head because it needs to be small enough that some like an adult human can't just shove their hand straight down in there yep because
0: if that auger grabs you it's going to you might think you could pull that out in time but you cannot
2: the way around that if there are there are grinders that will have large openings at the top of the head um they will have like another metal plate on On top top of it um like the pro cuts but
0: um those are easily removed
2: yeah i used to
0: do it with one of the old ones we used to use in here all the time i should take that off
2: yeah there's people out there that run other equipment whether it's a bandsaw machine or a patty maker different things like that that um talking to them over the years they're like oh yeah we took this this and this off it just it made things too slow it's like no, you idiot! That was <laughs> that
0: was the safety yeah. equipment. You're gonna get yourself hurt, and preventing you from losing an arm. All right, we'll pick up a little bit here because we've got a few, quite a few left, and not much time. All right, Hickory Nut Gaps Farms discontinued meat truck, or discounted. Sorry, discounted meat <laughs> truck. Uh, a hit and rising or mid-rising food costs. So in North Carolina, companies company's been running a discount meat truck sale for the last five years. Again, this is more signs of people going directly to consumers and cutting out the grocery stores. And I think, I continue to think that's the the way in mm-hmm. the future. Uh, so if you're in North Carolina area, look up Hickory Nut Gap Farms and see if they bring their truck to anywhere in your area. Um, now, this is one's from Brett plant-based meat in a free fall. is from yahoo.com. So my main takeaway on this is that the hit articles on fake meat are just increasing, coming more and more. Mm-hmm. And what was once the darling of the media, I mean, they're now starting to see, what did I write down? The rough side. So- yeah. The rough side of the media's tongue here. They are giving it to them. Um, so this is from the article. It says, there are other more unexpected problems with these products because we've talked about all the other ones that drive away consumers too, one of which is their off-putting smell. Bloomberg explains that beyond Meat, in order to approximate a burger's juiciness, which it doesn't even come close to, is processed with cryogenically frozen balls of fat that are made of canola oil and refined coconut oil, while Impossible's burger patties Include a genetically modified yeast called soy lego hemoglobin or heme, as Impossible calls it. Heme, in, uh, you can't just, we call it blood. You can't just call it heme, anyways, uh, to lend them a meaty flavor. Neither of these substances smells great when it's cooked. Yeah. <laughs> what were they thinking?
2: You know what you could do to make it smell better
0: while it cooks? put a a whole burger on right next to it
2: mix it with some real ground
0: beef or just throw that out and put a regular burger on the grill all right uh chemical evidence for milk meat and marine resources processing in later stone age from the Namaqualad, south africa so this says we've been processing meat for the last however many thousands of years since the stone age that's cool yeah i thought that was interesting uh, aged meat, not riskier than fresh meat. I think that's something that if you, would, if we had said five years ago, I think people would have found shocking. Now I think everyone's so used to aging beef specifically, uh, but wild game as well, that that's less, less of a, oh my God. But yeah, it, it's just as, as safe. Um, USDA invests 9.6 million to expand meat processing capacity. This is from the Texas Farm Bureau. It says the U.S. Department of Agriculture recently announced an additional 9.6 million dollars in grants and loans across the country to help increase meat processing capacity, farm income, and consumer choice, as well as create jobs. The USDA has undertaken a department-wide approach to coordinate ways to deliver more opportunities and fairer prices for producers to give people access to healthier foods, eliminate bottlenecks in the food supply chain, and ultimately lower prices for consumers. So continue to, to pump money. It's not something that we're normally huge fans of, but it is into our industry. So, uh, all right. Now, this one I have a, a really big problem with, and I am interested to see what your take on it is. Io wants to ban food stamp users from buying meat and flour. What? Okay, so you're on my side with that. Like, so they want to take like SNAP benefits and not let people buy meat and flour with it.
2: What are you gonna buy? Flour sounds <laughs> like a great idea because it's cheap and you make Bread you make with stuff it, with it. it. It's 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 a probably a better use of funds than some of the stuff you can buy. Now, meat, some people get upset about it because okay, what are you going to buy? Are you going to buy a uh, like top of the line porterhouse or are you or are you buying ground beef? Right. Like, but it, making. It, Making that distinction in there is difficult. You can't. It is you can't just impossible. Say, you can't just say you can't buy
0: meat. Right. That's a nope. very important piece yes. of, of of your diet. And those are like two of the probably healthiest staples that you could buy for making a wide range of recipes. Mm-hmm. So my response here is idiot Republicans for many reasons, but mainly because meat and flour and butter. Butter was in there too. Butter. They're trying to get them like. All right, you're on Snap Benefits. You can buy crickets. That's what this is going to be aimed at. I don't like that. No, I hate it. I don't like that. Um, But yeah, they're going to buy junk. Cheetos and soda is fine. Beer is probably fine, but definitely no meat. Absolutely insane. That's nuts. All right, this is from uh, Bon Appetit. It's a social omnivore vegetarian meat. Um, Most people emphasize emphasize? I thought there was empathy. Okay. Most people emphasize the extremes when they talk about eating meat, either they do it or they don't. But Levi is part of a growing number of people who seek the middle ground. They're social omnivores, vegetarian at home, but sometimes partake in meat when out with friends and family. This article should have just read man eats like regular human. Sorry. There was no other news today. (laughs) That's what (laughs) everybody does. You, you eat one way at home, and then when you go out... Like, I don't eat vegetables at home. If I go out and somebody puts vegetables on my plate and I'm hungry, I eat them.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I still, There is no news here. I don't eat vegetables at home, and if I went somewhere and somebody put vegetables on my plate, I still wouldn't eat you them. You push them off?
0: Yeah. How often do you think you eat vegetables at home?
2: Uh, When my wife puts them in something. Okay. I, I I take that back. Because I have two children, I feel obligated to partake in vegetables. So like, I I don't, if my wife puts, has like celery, I I won't, I won't do it. I refuse. It's disgusting. Like there's a limit to it. I do not like canned spinach. Don't like it. But if we have like canned spinach, like I will take a little bit, put it on my plate and I will eat it. So my son sees me eating it because I don't want him to just not eat something because I don't like it. Right. Um, because there are vegetables I like, um, to be honest, there's, there's a lot of vegetables that I really do like, but I normally like them like in something. I don't like to just eat plain vegetables. Um, uh, like kind of sauteed spinach or what were we talking about the other day? I think that you said you didn't like Brussels. No, no.
0: Brussels the only sprouts? Brussels sprouts we have ever liked was that one at the place up in... Yeah, I think that's it. Wherever I, that was. Uh, my wife has a
2: way of cooking Brussels sprouts. Um, that It's it's amazing. These were oh. cooked in
0: bacon grease and had bacon bits in them. They were amazing. Oh, yeah. We usually put bacon bits the in The place them. was Cole, and it was up in uh, Nebraska, where Pheasant Fest was. Omaha? Was it, was it Omaha? Omaha? Yeah, yeah, Omaha. So if you're in Omaha, go to Cole Pizzeria and get there. Brussels sprouts in bacon they are incredible. But hold on. So the only uh, vegetables I eat, and this is almost 100% accurate, are carrots. And the only fruit I eat is an apple. And I literally eat an apple every day.
2: What about snap peas?
0: Oh, no. When they're in season, I will eat them. Yeah. I was going to say you bought but I, bags of those. Well, I grow my own now. So... Are you serious? Yeah, we have a farm. No, far. <laughs> you have a farm. <laughs> we have a garden. <laughs> tiny little garden, not a farm. I want a farm. Maybe. I want to know where I've been at if you somehow got into farming. <laughs> yeah, no, no. All right, but hold on. Why you shouldn't eat vegetables. Six reasons why veggies are not as good as you think. From Dr. Robert Kiltz. I jumped down. Uh, One, veggies are carbs that are broken down into simple sugars, Mm, I could argue that a little bit. Two, they're less nutrient dense than you've been led to believe, especially ones that form what's called an oxalate. So these are grains, uh, soys, spinach, and black tea, and basically they they change into an oxalate in your colon, bind with nutrients, and make them impossible for you to uh, absorb. Uh, They contain chemical defense toxins and anti-nutrients. Their prime factor are numerous digestive issues, such as leaky gut. I don't know much about leaky gut, but I don't know if I believe in it. Uh, Consuming fiber from plants is unnecessary and likely does more harm than good. And E. coli and other bacteria outbreaks are often from veggies. Now, over on the side here, I I read that and I was kind of like, this is a little stupid. But then he goes in and breaks down each one of those to an incredible degree And his citations are way more than anything I've ever seen on any anti-meat study. So the two that we'll just talk about here for a second was um, polyp prevention trial. They were seeing if if eating a low-fat, high-fiber, high-fruit and vegetable diet had any positive effect, and it had the exact opposite, a negative effect on it. And then this one is, uh, it says, the hot air and cold facts of dietary fiber. This is an incredibly long and detailed, uh, paper that I did not go through all of it, but it's talking about how this guy from Ireland back in like the 1910s was going to Africa. And he was seeing that those people had like, not to be too crass, but had like way less problems with like bowel movements and stuff. And he started analyzing diets and he's like, well, they eat a lot of more like leafy roughage. So he was like a big proponent of that, but after decades of research on it, it's come back to kind of like, no, it, you really don't need that much fiber. It's really unimportant.
2: I, from what I've heard there, and I've actually read and watched a few videos on fiber stuff in the last week, just random coincidence here, but um, I think it depends on what else you eat in your diet. You, yes. You may need a lot of fiber, but if you eat certain things, you literally don't need to eat any additional fiber. You so don't need
0: anything. Do you know what scurvy is? No. So scurvy um, is something that like, sailors would get all the time. And it finally stopped being a problem when they realized like, oh, a huge amount of vitamin C. Like, so if we bring lemons on this, um, we won't get scurvy. But it turns out that if you eat like specific diets of just meat, you really don't need to supplement vitamin C mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. It's super interesting. We, we have such a limited knowledge of how nutrition works in our bodies. It's, it's ridiculous. All right. We're done with that jumping back up to uh, the meat industry's antibiotic drug problem. Now, a couple of things on this. First, we've talked about it before, but this is Vox. So, mountain of salt with all of this. Second, I've been working with or talking with uh, a guy from the... I don't know if he's the Iowa Farm Bureau. He's the director of field operations for the Farm Bureau. So, he's going to try and get a specialist for us to talk to about antibiotics in meat so we can talk about it more. Um, but... The first article they cite is from the World Health Organization on this about antimicrobial resistance. What they don't mention is that in that article is the issue of use of antibiotics by humans is the biggest threat like it, it's not that we keep using them in or using it in meat. It's that we're using it in humans who then don't take their full cycle of antibiotics. Like my wife, I feel better now. Like, no, you're not doing that for yourself. You're doing that. So you kill the bug and don't create antibiotic resistant strain of it. Uh Like just, it's the one thing, take all the antibiotics. And I don't take medication or go to a doctor, but I know that. But again, you know, Except just for, except for your fish antibiotics. Well, hey, I reordered. All, only in case of emergencies. I reordered just in case. Um, but at the very end of this, I I did kind of have a epiphany. I said, Yeah, don't take advice from me. I just realized I've probably gone too far. <laughs> so, you know, everything with a, a grain of salt from me as well, sometimes. <laughs> uh, the cause of depression is probably not what you think. This is from Quanta magazine. Um just because we've talked so much about gut brain stuff recently i thought i'd bring it up uh, this study theorizes that tryptophan depletion is a major player in depressive episodes now it doesn't necessarily say that it causes depression but in people who have previously struggled with depression low tryptophan can be a triggering factor to uh an episode so uh, foods that are good in, or have a good amount of tryptophan obviously there's turkey chicken canned tuna milk oats Cheese, nuts and seeds, bread, chocolate and fruits. So uh, might want to think about that if you struggle with depression in the past. All right, a couple eat, other things: cheese and chocolate. That's what I took. Out there it. you go. Uh, they're bringing the woolly mammoth back. I don't know if you've seen this.
2: No. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I saw. I saw something here from what you posted. Like, did some. So, uh, never mind. Just yeah. Get well, into it. I, I want to hear what's they're going. Yeah. They
0: have the DNA of it. They, have, they know uh, it's an Indian elephant they're going to use to carry it to gestation or carry it to term, whatever you, you would say. So they are like by I think 2020, yeah, by 2027, they plan to have the first woolly mammoth back. Now, tons of really interesting implications here, but the biggest one is woolly mammoth, will it barbecue? I am going to eat a woolly mammoth. No, 100%. I'm going to eat a woolly mammoth. I won't touch it. I will make it my life's goal to eat that woolly mammoth. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I have to build a media empire just to acquire enough money to buy one of those woolly mammoths to kill it and eat it, I'm going to do that. You don't
2: need to buy a whole one. You just need to buy a piece of one.
0: I don't think they're going to let you bring it to slaughter. I think you'd have to buy it and then kill it yourself and eat it. Oh, and I'm going to hunt it with a spear too. (laughs) Uh, but oh i I hate that they're doing this i really do the interesting implications of it though are i mean there are woolly mammoths all across america and a lot of people are saying that a lot of the fires we're having in you know the western half of this country are from a lack of an animal like the woolly mammoth who would push down a bunch of these trees and clear that area so uh, there are interesting implications there um. All you need to know about vegan, vegetarian, and plant-based diets from Yahoo. I thought this would be good for you since you're going to have to go <laughs> vegan for a week Crazy. here coming up soon. Is uh, that
2: the official punishment then? Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Many people have started committing to an exclusively plant-based diet during the month of January, otherwise known as Veginary However, you would say that. Some are motive, motivated to adopt these diets due to the mistreatment of animals and the environment impacts of eating meat. But health is also a notable aspect. Literally, January is World Carnivore Month. Seriously? Vegans can't let us have anything. That's no, so I, stupid. I have stupid. This is my meat. You have to serve my meat in a restaurant, too. I need to be able to buy this meat. at Shut up. I, get, I, I used to be okay with vegans they annoy me to no end now because they're they're proselytizing they're pushing their weird little eating religion all over the place and they're gaining ground there are more people who are vegan today than there were 10 years ago no yeah despite all of the evidence that it's not a healthy way to eat they're winning it's just crazy driving me absolutely up a wall um, all right. Second to last thing is uh, what are five ways chat GPT will revolutionize agriculture in the U.S.? I had not thought about that at all.
2: Well, I'll, I'll make a bold prediction and chat GPT will not revolutionize it in one single bit. Go ahead. This is just, this is just the first generation chat GPT is going to be gone. Sure. In so less than a year. There's going to, there'll be something totally different in to especially agriculture to be honest agriculture is probably not very high on open ai the company behind chat gpt probably not very high on their list there will be some someone something someday will create a separate ai
0: system probably just for agriculture right but but it'll be based on open open ai maybe which is what chat gpt is my comment is this is how skynet starts if we hand over farming to chat gpt then in 10 years every farm is going to grow corn It'll say, hey, this sour gum doesn't make as much as corn. Let's replace this with corn or soybeans. This strawberry patch does nothing compared to corn. Replace it. Eventually, it says that farmhouse better used for corn. Let's exterminate the farmhouse and plant corn there. This is how it happens.
2: Yeah. I saw, in thinking of Skynet, I saw, saw an article, I think, last night about the whole open AI, open AI chat GPT thing. And One of the things that they're going to focus on is because it's, it's gotten a lot of... Uh, publicity for being able to write code Yeah. Um, and you and i, I yep. we did that in my office we asked it to write uh write some code for us and it, it works it was cool took it put it in a compiler ran it and uh we were playing a game um but they're going to focus on it writing code to replace like entry-level yep. developers which you give it the ability to write code like that it's it, yeah it's unstoppable it can do whatever it wants because then you can write it can write code to do what it wants you can try to put like safe harbors in there to prevent it from doing things but i think you go to that point and something bad will come of it i hate to sound like a naysayer no you're right because i i I like what we're going to be able to do with like chat gpt style systems it's going to be it's going to be awesome the world is going to be a very different place five years from now yep And there's going to be a lot of good from it, but there's also a lot of scary things that are going to happen.
0: Yeah. Like that person who would be an entry level developer, develop more skills, move on. Now, what do they do? Right. That this is where we get into the whole, uh, uh, universal basic income thing. And then that's it. Once you start paying people to do nothing, we're not recovering from that.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's going
0: to be interesting. It might be a wild ride, the next few years. So, last thing, um, and take this however you want. But over the last four days, I was off. My wife and I had a chance to talk to our financial planner, um, and he is not painting a rosy picture of what's coming. Uh, at the beginning of the year, he had told us, we, till he convinced us, and somewhat reluctantly for me, to pull fifty percent of our investments out and hold it in liquidity. Um, but I mean, as the year went on, I was like, all right, this guy's a genius. I'm just listening to him. He just had us take 80% of the rest of the 50% that was left out. He's like, it's coming and it's coming soon. The biggest problem, according to him is that the, he also doesn't like the fed. I made clear (laughs) that before I listened to word this guy (laughs) said, uh, he said the fed has lost control that they're trying to make everything slow down, but the markets run away from them. And people are just, paying, you know, buying things that are clearly overvalued because they think it's going to continue to go up no matter what happens. I mean, look at how much they've raised interest rates over the last six months, eight months, whatever it is like that should, we should be seeing that effect in the market. And we're not, I don't know if you've been paying attention recently, but it is inching its way up Mm -hmm. and it's going to suck, but we need a crash. I don't know. It's, it There's has other to ways happen. Everything is overvalued. Everything is overvalued. Our money is worth nothing compared to what was worth ten years ago. I've been saving yeah. money, and I feel like an idiot. It's like what have I been saving money for? The, the,
2: the, the problem is when when things crash, you're not going to see like values on a lot of things go down. You see some values, like you have a crash. You can if it's like 2008 the housing market crash mm-hmm. it's going to affect one specific area and prices are going to fall there but you're not going to see a global price reduction it doesn't happen once prices go up they stay there you, you may have things that affect like micro areas of of the market but i don't think i agree it, when well when was the last when was the last time you we saw we're
0: not financial planners don't take advice from us any serious amount of deflation gas it was a dollar that
2: doesn't count because it's a commodity in general
0: a lot of things and are commodities pork bellies yeah. are a commodity orange juice is a commodity yeah i'm just uh. saying that these uh, and specifically these tech stocks are so far overvalued and that helps drive Everything. Oh, it doesn't matter. We've printed 80% of all the money, all the US dollars that have ever existed in the last 18 months. How disgusting is that? It's bad. It's very bad. Hey, go on over to Waltons.com and buy some stuff. Probably not the best (laughs) promo we've ever done. Austin's.
2: I'm trying to find like what the last period of deflation was and what the rate was. Cause one would assume that it probably was in the 2008 recession, but what was it percentage wise? Cause I'm guessing if there were, I mean, if, if there was during that time period, we're not talking like inflation that we've seen over the past uh, couple of years where we're like 10% and yeah. higher. It, we're probably talking like a percent or two. Um, I, sure. D- my, Dylan and I were talking about this the other day with a certain unnamed ven- vendor of ours that sure. will remain unnamed that um, uh, claims that the market, it goes up and down. So prices go up and down. And we we're looking at stuff and we we're like, We don't think it's ever going down. Like it's what they say that it goes up and it goes down, but we're like, I don't think we've ever had any periods where it goes down. Right. It's just kind of an excuse that, yeah, say it to make you feel better, but really prices just go up. Always go up.
0: Yeah. Can't Uh, continue.
2: We'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm not optimistic on there being any
0: type of price reduction on things. Right. And in all honesty, the best thing at least for my mental health um and i assume a lot of people who are worried about this make sure you have a planned or a plan uh to feed your family and your loved ones in a case of an emergency make sure you have enough clean water make sure you have a way to defend yourself
2: make sure you have fish antibiotics
0: he laughs (laughs) but I will, be, I will be coming to you someday, if, if the apocalypse someday. starts and I have an infection. So. And make sure uh, what I did was I took an old phone, I downloaded a survival guide and it sits in uh, my microwave in the basement. So if there's ever an EMP, it acts as a Faraday cage. Seriously? If it was close enough, it wouldn't matter. But um, yeah, it, it is more protected there than it would be in other places. Did
2: you come up with this idea or did you find it somewhere?
0: foil foil so like the whole tin foil hat thing like that's kind of a joke because what would happen is the it would actually get in there anyways and bounce around but foil maybe wrapped so anyways you could
2: build a concrete box that had like 12 to 36 inch walls in it and then that would protect it good luck getting the lid off
0: yeah i i I don't even know if that's true do you know that's true
2: concrete yeah like so if um
0: can we yeah, do it, a special episode that's just about conspiracy theories?
2: No, it's not a conspiracy theory. Like I don't, if what? if uh if there was a if there was nuclear fallout, which is yeah, EMP is gonna come from nuclear, something nuclear related that happens, radiation. Not
0: as, okay, go
2: ahead. All that stuff, like concrete will stop it, but you have to have like a lot of concrete. Okay. So like a bunk a bunker is going to have massive layers of concrete right. in it. Um I don't remember exactly what it is. It's somewhere between 12 and 36 inches.
0: Okay. But there are other things that can get off an EMP other than a nuclear explosion. But anyways, Brett is going to Germany while he's there when he's in another continent. We'll do our uh, conspiracy theory (laughs) podcast. So, all right, guys, if you made it all the way through this, um, when we finally do the meat justice meetup, I will buy you a beer. So
2: might be a lot of beer.
0: How many people watched to the very end of this? Oh, I bet you'd be surprised. <laughs> we'll see you guys later.
1: Thanks for checking out the Meatistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.